ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. This isn't Hollywood. This is actually happening. This is real life. This is real competition. And they are inspiring each other here to unprecedented heights. Think about the biggest rival in your life. Might be an office colleague, might be a rival organisation. Hey, it might be the person who just keeps edging you out at social sport. Whatever you're competing with them for, a client, a contract, a promotion, would you share it with them? Pole vaulting is as individual as sport gets. In a world that's never been more about the individual, Australian Nina Kennedy and American Katie Moon chose to share world championship gold in order to raise each other to figurative and literal new heights. Today, those two are going to tell you the story of shared joy. You know that my default is cynicism, but this is just sweet. I'm Patrick Stack. This is ABC Sport Daily. Okay, today you can hear from both Nina Kennedy and Katie Moon, the dual winners of the gold medal for pole vault at the World Championships. And we're starting with the Australian. Nina, how are you feeling right now? Um, look, I'm feeling very ecstatic. Um, I don't think I've come back to Earth just yet, but I think ask me after a night's sleep, and I'll have a different answer for you. But, yeah, I'm absolutely stoked with that. You had to break two national records to get it done. You cleared... 4.85 metres, and then somehow you went to 4.90. How <laughs> and why were you able to jump out of your skin tonight? Um, you know, I've had that national record, so I had 4.82. Nina Kennedy for 4.85. She's never gone this high. She has now. Oh, Yes. She's gone into the lead and with a national record as well. I've always known I've had 90 since then. You know, it's been in me for a while and I just needed the perfect competition and it just literally all just came perfectly together tonight. I knew to get the gold coming in, I was going to have to jump, you know, upwards of 85, definitely 90. So, I, you know, I'd been mentally preparing for a long time and it just clicked tonight. So, yeah, that's basically it. When we saw you clear 490, we thought you had Katie Moon, your competitor, dead to rights. Can you just give us a sense of the emotions that you had in that split second when you clear the bar and you're falling down? Honestly, when I cleared it, I was like, oh, my fucking, you know, F word God, I actually can't believe I did that. Kennedy, for a national record, to put the pressure on. I honestly thought I'd had it in the bag. I thought I'd won. I didn't think Katie was going to clear it, you know, got off the mat, celebrated, anxiously waiting for Katie, and she cleared it. And I was like, I'm so tired. I don't know if I can jump at 95. No one would have expected two women to clear 490 on the same night in the same competition. And we still don't know whether it's an American or an Australian taking the gold in the pole vault tonight. It just made for such a great competition. It was like electric out there and the back and forth. And yeah, it was a great, great competition. Yeah. And the drama just ratcheted up. Ultimately, neither of you could clear the next height. And of course, you share the honour with Katie Moon as a consequence. It's such a rare and unusual moment in athletics. And it's quite rare and unique for the sport. Can you share with us how the two of you made the decision to ultimately share a gold medal? 
Yeah. So after we both missed three attempts at 95, we had an equal scorecard. So we were, you know, equal first. We then should have gone to a jump off. And that was the plan. You know, my coach was like, all right, let's, you know, get ready for a jump off. The official said, you know, let's get ready for a jump off. And me and Katie just looked at each other and I kind of said, girl, like, do you just want to like share this? And the relief on her face just kind of said it all. And I was like, okay, yeah, like, let's just share this. We're both exhausted. Okay. Okay. Rob, I think they were discussing whether they should have a jump off or not, but then they decided that they will split the gold medal. Incredible. She's a weapon in the sport. You know, she's an Olympic gold medalist. She's a world champs gold medalist. And I didn't think she was going to want to share it. I thought she would have wanted battled it out. Yeah, I could just tell on her face that she wanted to share. And I was like, okay, let's do it. That's, that's fun. It's a makes for a good story. And we're both world champion. And what a wonderful winner she will share the title with. Olympic champion and now double world champion for Katie Moon. They can hardly believe the way in which it's finished. I didn't know until the Olympics that you could share a medal. I didn't realize that was even a possibility until I saw the high jumpers do it. And so I just was thinking we were definitely going to have to jump because you don't go in with the mindset of, you know, oh, I'd share a medal. You just, that's such a fluke thing. But I also assumed Nina would jump. And so when I got off the pit and they talked about a jump off, I was like, oh yeah, I'll jump. Then when I saw Nina's face, it seemed like she maybe didn't want to jump. And that's when it clicked in my head of, oh, we could share this. And I was at that point, the fatigue was starting to set in. The thought of a jump off was really daunting. It was just an immediate like, yes, we need to share this. Like, absolutely, hands down. A great night for Nina Kennedy. Reduced to tears. Tears of a champion. If you think about it like a negotiation, big negotiations generally happen behind doors. So it was pretty amazing to think that you're on track in Budapest late at night. The world's watching as you negotiate with a legend of the sport to share a world championships gold medal. Was that odd? That's exactly what it was like. All the officials were around us. All the cameras were around us. And I felt like every single eyeball was looking at that conversation. And, like, everyone was trying to lip read what we were saying. But, yeah, it, it was really nice that it was both mutual. And we were like, are you sure you want to do this? And she was like, yes. Like, are you sure? And I was like, yes. So it was, yeah, it was so cool. It's such a rare moment of camaraderie in a sport that's so individual. Was there anything you were thinking about as you sort of made the decision collectively? It's so, it's so unusual. It's weird because, again, I like forgot it was a thing. And then she and I kind of looked at each other and that's when it clicked in my head of where we could share. And I wasn't sure if she wanted that. And so I kind of said it tentatively. And then she was like, are you sure? And like the look on her face, she really seemed to want that. And I did not want to jump again. I, like I said, I was fatigued. World Championships... There's so much emotion that goes behind every jump and every bar and trying to get a medal. One of the most difficult things for any athlete to do in a field event is to have a personal best, break a national record, and then come out and better it because you get so pleased, you're so satisfied with the last jump that you made, but then you have to refocus, regroup, and go back and start all over again. There's just an extra fatigue that I felt at the end that honestly, I hadn't even felt last year at Worlds or even at the Olympics. It was just 
I really didn't want to jump again. So seeing her face and seeing that she didn't want to either. And it was, yeah, it was kind of funny because I think we were tiptoeing around it, but we ultimately wanted the same thing. And it just took somebody being like, you want to share? (laughs) It is so unusual. And I think that's what makes it so special. And especially in an event like Pole Vault, it is so technical and it is so hard. And we just have that mutual respect with the girls. Sportingly. Kennedy is getting involved with the rhythmic hand clap. We know how difficult it is and what we're putting our bodies through. So we actually really get around each other. And yeah, I I think because we have that friendship, you know, I've known her for so many years, it was just kind of like, nah, let's do this. Like, this is awesome. Katie, you've won Olympic gold medals before, world championship gold medals before. How does this compare? Because it feels really unique. Yes. Yeah, it really was special. And that was part of why I didn't want to jump to that immediately. I really wanted to make sure that she wanted that as well, because, you know, I've won medals before and I didn't want her, you know, first gold medal to be a shared medal if she really wasn't 100% wanting that. I wanted to give her, you know, the if she would have jumped, I would have jumped with her and we would have kept battling it out. But yeah, it just, it feels like its own special thing. It's, it's its own medal. It's its own experience. And that's, that's the cool thing about, you know, each of the medals I've won is they've all had very different buildups and very different circumstances. And, and this one's no different, but it really, I will certainly never forget this one. <laughs> this is a very individual sport in a world that has never been more mm-hmm. about the individual And this is a bond you guys will share forever. Is there a lesson in that around sportsmanship, do you think, for the broader community? I think so. I mean, look, and I've seen some people that are like, oh, that's pathetic. They would rather share than win. But it's like, it's so much more than that. It's There's so much that goes into what we do and the fact that both of us could walk away happy. And it's not like one of us gave up. We, We completed the competition. You cannot ask any more of an athlete than a lifetime best in a global final. And it still might be good enough to share the gold. When it ended, it was like we both won. And I don't think there's any shame in sharing that and having both people really celebrate in that. Like, it, you know, that we, we gave an honest, good, full competition. And yeah, I hope people can just look at it as good as opposed to us giving up or anything like that. There's so much more to it than that. I don't think anyone in their right mind is seeing it as giving up. Nina, I know your mum, Gwenda, is there. How important has she been in helping you reach this moment? Like what kind of influence has she had on you throughout your journey to this point? Oh, my gosh, Gwenda is such a bad bitch. Sorry, I shouldn't say that, but, like, she's such a legend. You know, she's flown over here by herself and she's gone on little holidays and it was just, like, so comforting to have a familiar, you know, face in the crowd. She has, like, always believed in me. You know, I went out to her and she was like, you know, I know I knew you could do it. Like, I'm so proud of you. And, yeah, that's just, like, super, super special. So, yeah, I love her a lot. <laughs> Such a special moment for you and the bad bitch Gwenda to share tonight. How does... <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know if I should say that on air. Sorry. <laughs> no, we're, we're here for it. How do a couple of bad bitches celebrate yeah. a gold medal in Budapest? 
Oh my gosh, she's so funny. Um, look, it's yeah, it's early here, it's late, so me and my coaches, we're gonna go have a few drinks. I actually haven't even texted my mum yet. I was in drug testing for so many hours and yeah, just talking to people, but we will definitely celebrate in the next few days. So that's the plan. I, I might have just had a little glass of wine, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean I still have a couple more competitions coming up, so can't go too crazy, but it's it's just fun to my family's here and just getting to relax with them and I'll get to explore Budapest the next couple of days and just enjoy it and that's really the best way that I celebrate is just being with my family. Nina, I'm reticent to sort of drag you out of the moment, but I'm sure that you're more than aware of what this means for how the media, how the Australian public are going to get behind you as you look towards the Paris Olympics. Nina Kennedy will be on the back pages of all the newspapers in Australia tomorrow. Track and field struggles to get a foothold in the Australian sporting public, but they will take this great champion to their hearts. How does it make you feel about the Olympic Games, which is less than 12 months away? I'm just kind of like excited like honestly I went out there tonight and you know I just proved to myself that I do belong there and I do belong on the podium so I'm honestly just excited Paris is going to be so bloody awesome you know my friends and family have already you know got the tickets and got their accommodations so this answer might be different and you know in a few months time when I get back to training and get back to like the slog of things but you know this is kind of why we do the sport like I had so much fun out there yeah I'm just excited. We are all excited as well. Nina Kennedy, Katie Moon, thank you so much for your time and enjoy those celebrations. Thank you. No, thanks so much. I appreciate chatting to you. Headlines. Staying with us, Kelsey Lee Barber scraped into the Javelin final as she seeks to become the first woman to win three straight world champ gold medals. She's been struggling with injury and could only muster a throw of 59.66 metres. That's more than eight metres off her best. It'll be an enormous ask, but she has a habit of delivering in the big moments. Aussies Mackenzie Little and Catherine Mitchell also made the cut. Nikita Zhu scored a bruising technical knockout win over Jack Brubaker. There was a scare when a head clash saw him rocked in the third, but he recovered to win. It clearly impacted him. I felt like I was transported to just a point in time, and I was like, whoa, where the f*** did that come from? Bit of loss of brain cells. (laughs) (laughs) My brain's not working too well at the moment. So lols. Golf and the PGA Tour Championship goes on the line this weekend, and Jason Day is the solitary Aussie in the 30-man field competing for a prize pool of $116 million AUD. Based on season performance, golfers get a certain advantage. So world number one, Scotty Scheffler, starts at 10 under. Day is ranked 25th, so he's nine shots further back. There's no cut. Whoever scores the lowest wins nearly 28 mil. Not bad. Good size. I'm Patrick Stack. This is ABC Sport Daily, produced by Poppy Penny. Thanks to SBS for the extra audio used in this episode. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.